Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 21. I'm your host, Soccer Town. As always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing okay. You know, I still haven't fully recovered from uh, last night's loss. Uh, but, you know, it will help me recover. An Ambitious Strike t-shirt. If you want to get 15% off on all your Ambitious Strike orders, then enter the code BROTHERS at checkout. That's ambitiousstrike.com. It's spelled ambitious and strike is spelled S T R Y K. Uh, they they have great shirts. Also, uh, now we apologize. There was a there was a little bit of an issue. Um, some people were only getting ten percent off uh, by using our code, but it should be fixed now. You should get fifteen percent off your entire order. So go check them out. All right. Great stuff. Yeah. Now let's get to the. I thought that was a good stuff. transition. Well, yeah, yeah. From from the intro to ambitious strike, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Now to oh, no, no. We got to announce our, our new uh, social media intern. All right. Well, our new social media intern, uh, he sent us an email before, so if you're an avid listener, you might recognize the name. Yeah, uh, we have a new social media intern, as I was just saying. Uh, we said that word a lot in the last 20 seconds. Wow. Okay. So, our new social media intern is Dinesh Raj, all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, that's in the Phoenix area, if you don't know. Um, also, where Ambitious Strike is headquartered. So, um, yeah. So why don't you say? Why don't you say hi? hi, hi hey guys. Hi, hi. Um, some basic facts. I'm a huge American fan, like Sala and Hall. I also support Tottenham and Brishy Dortmund, and I'm a huge Columbus Crew fan. And yeah, yeah I well, he's up. he's from Ohio, so yeah. Originally, they just moved out there to Arizona. So he's our new social media intern. Uh, you know, our Twitter game has been really, really bad recently, and he loves to tweet, uh, but not from his own account. So, <laughs> we, we, uh, you know, we figured it'd be, it'd be good for all of us, everyone involved. Yeah. So, we're excited to have you on. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, also from time to time, he'll probably appear on the podcast. He'll be in the background, uh, fact-checking for us, <laughs> checking out some stats. Making sure that they get 15% off instead of 10%. Wow. <laughs> well, okay, so we get into the show. All right, so... See, we wouldn't have been this happy last night if we recorded. Yeah, we wouldn't have been. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the U.S. lost 2-3 to three in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena yesterday. Went into extra time, but Paulo Aguilar had the winner in... What a goal, by the way. Yeah, just uh, suspect defending by Demarcus Peasley, but we don't have to, you know, dwell on that. He's, like, <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be not on the team, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's all about bringing in youth players and a player who retired a year ago. You know, that's, that's the revolution we've been looking for. Sarcasm. Yeah, sarcasm is a thing on this show. Um, so I, I can tell you're unhappy with Klinsman. We're going to get to that later, but why don't, why don't you just talk about your general thoughts about the performance of the U.S.? Um, we deserve to lose. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, you know, we played okay to get into extra time. Um, I mean, the goals really were against the run of play. Uh, especially the first goal. Um, you know, we had some chances, like Michael Bradley's run, which maybe he should have finished off. Uh, you know, if Dempsey wasn't so selfish, maybe we would have scored another one. Um, but, you know, there are some bright spots. I thought Bobby Wood was good. Um, I think Jeff Cameron is clearly our best center back, right? I mean, the, he has to be yeah. a starter. That's probably the best thing about this match. Um, also, uh, you know, the strikers just didn't get it done. Uh, and there, there was there was just such a big gulf between the midfield and the strikers, and that's what happens when you play uh, strikers like Dempsey and Altador. And I mean, it, neither one of them are willing to drop back into midfield. And often, if one of them was dropping back into midfield, it was Altador 
and then he would he would fire off a terrible pass that would go out of bounds. So, uh, you know, uh, I think it might be time to move on from Clint Dempsey, honestly. Uh, I still think he's one of our best players. Um, and, I mean, t- technically he's one of our best players. But yeah. he's not a lone striker. He's not a center attacking midfielder. It doesn't seem like he can play out wide anymore. And, you know, he, he, he's very good with a player like Obafemi Martins, but Josie Altidore is not yeah. Obafemi Martins. Yeah. And I don't think Aaron Johansson has those capabilities either, or really any four. I mean, Bobby Wood, actually. Yeah, Bobby Wood. Johansson could, maybe. I, I just think, how old will Dempsey be in the next World Cup? 35? Stat geek. Yeah, check that. How old is Clint Dempsey? <laughs> this is already coming in handy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of older players playing. Beasley. Uh, uh, he'll be 36. He'll be 36 in the next World Cup. So there you go. I, I mean, it, it's time to move on. Beckerman was playing. Uh, I saw a tweet. Four out of 14 players. Well, only four out of 14 players of the 14 players that played last night will be under 30 at the next World Cup. It's a youth revolution, folks. Yeah. But well, I will say that... Oh, by the way, where is the, where is the proactive soccer? When do we... Have... That's just a that's been a lie from the beginning, pretty much. Well, we saw it against the Netherlands and Germany. Yeah, we I know did. those are friendlies. Maybe it's maybe it's just the personnel. They're not used to playing. But in a competitive game, like he said that right when he he took under the reins of the U.S. national team or the U.S. men's national team, and we didn't see him in the World Cup, did we? No, I, I guess you're right. I mean, Portugal against Portugal, I thought we were pretty proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But um. A player who really impressed me, who I didn't think would actually have that immediate impact off the bench, was DeAndre Yedlin, um, uh, getting the assist to Bobby Wood. Yeah, I, th- I think we disagree on this one. He did not impress me at all. I, that assist was very, very nice. I'm sorry, these is Tottenham fan assist, uh, <laughs> as he said. But, um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm starting to think he's not a winger. Well, no, I mean, actually, okay, he, he had some he terrible had pieces passes, of defensive play. Yeah, and bad clearances. Yeah, I, I, w- I was... But that was a beautiful pass. It was very... I mean, it was perfectly weighted. And the finish by Bobby Wood was great. And, you know, Bobby Wood was a GOAT going into that Netherlands game. Now he scored against Netherlands, Germany, and Mexico in, in, in the CONCACAF championship. So, um, did you watch any of the post-game? I didn't watch the, the celebration. Mm, no, not really. Yeah. I, I kind of just was upset at that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you, what do you think about Dempsey? Do you think we, he, we should move on from him? I mean, he's like a, he's he's one of the best players. Ever. I mean, yeah, okay. Dempsey is a player that's always frustrated me because it either looks like he's being selfish, just indisciplined in the way that he conducts himself on the field. You know, he's done poor things for the Sounders. Um, yeah. So that's frustrated me, and I feel like maybe it seems like he was a bit less selfish when he did have that armband on. I mean. The whole armband thing may be overrated, but... Well, no, no, you're right. And uh, he's just not the same player he was at Fulham or Tottenham. I mean, and he was a wide player back then. Remember, Bob Bradley deployed him on the wing in in the the 2010 World Cup. Um, And he played on the wing for Fulham a lot. Yeah. And, I don't know, him being... I really, there was, like I said, there was just so much space between Michael Bradley and and the strikers. And the position, I, I just think the tactics were wrong. I did predict the starting lineup, right? I, I got it right. Everything? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. 
Nice. Well, I, I think I did Bedoya. Oh, wait, wait, were you saying you, what your starting lineup would be or what you think? No, what I thought. So you said Jermaine Jones on the wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he played like left center midfield. Um, and, and, you know, a lopsided diamond. I, I think I might have said Zardes and Bedoya, actually. No, no, I didn't. I, I think I said Bedoya and Jones. Uh, and, well, obviously Bedoya didn't play. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought Zardes was okay. I mean, he wasn't bad. No. I, I've definitely seen worse Zardes performances. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we mentioned that you only had four players uh, who are going to be under the age of 30. And though, and two of those players, I mean, were involved in the goal. I mean, Yedlin had the assist to Bobby Wood. Yeah, that's true. Both very young players. So, I, Jurgen is saying... I mean, if, if he shows us more of what he's saying, then maybe things are going to go better. But... Okay, maybe. I guess that's maybe. I, I don't know what else to say then. Because, well, well why don't we talk about tactics here? Because we, we sort of alluded to it. Uh, I just think there was, if you listened or read any, you know, uh, pre-match um, uh, articles or listened to other podcasts or, or analysts, a lot of them were saying, show them wide, force them to cross. Because Jeff Cameron can win in the air. And as we saw, Matt Baszler is not as good in the air, but he can win in the air. And um, there were some decent heading opportunities for Mexico, but none of them were that threatening. But constantly, we saw players showing um, showing the Mexican... We saw U.S. players showing the Mexican players inside, and it drove me absolutely crazy. I mean, you were there. I, I, Miguel Layun is known for cutting into a cutting in onto his right foot and getting crosses and or taking a shot on target. And what does Yedlin do? He shows him onto his right foot. Force him wide and force him to cross it in on his left foot. I mean, that that is a higher percentage uh, uh, save for our defense. And it was just very, very frustrating. And, ta- and that that's tactics. That's coaching. And, you know, you have to think about what Philip Wom said. All he cared about was fitness. You know, he, Philip Lom said the players had to get together and talk about what they wanted to do tactically before that. And do we have a player who's as tactically uh, adept as, as Philip Lom? Probably not. <laughs> so it, it's, it's, um, it's very, very frustrating. And this guy, Jurgen Klinsmann, I mean, he doesn't have a great track record. And he, but, you know, nothing's going to happen. He's, his, he's never going to be on the hot seat. We're stuck with him. At least until after the 2018 World Cup. Yeah. Unless we're, we do terribly in qualifying and we lose the next two games in November or whatever. You mean like as in we don't qualify for the World Cup or like let's say we finish, we have to go to the playoffs? I think if we, I think, okay, I obviously think he should be fired for this and, and the, the results before this. Um, and I mean, if, if we finish second in our group to, like, Trinidad and Tobago, don't you think that that's another reason to fire him? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I already think he should be gone. All right, all right. So, you know, Klinsman is, a, is obviously a very, very polarizing figure in the U.S. soccer community. And, I mean, it's either blind love or blind hate. But, you know, I was a fan of Klinsman. Yeah. And I, I'm just tired of it. There's the, tactically, we are not – and I'm not going to claim to be tactically better than – Klinsman, but some of the stuff I noticed, like Layun, like isn't that something you should notice? Yeah, I mean, isn't that something that should that the players should know? I agree. And 
time after time, our players have been fatigued outside of friendlies. And, um, you know, it's like they're working the players too hard. All right, it looks like D has a stat or something that he wants to share with us. Well, um, I was doing some research on Klinsman at Bayern, and at his one season there, uh, he had the lowest Champions League finish that we've seen since then. Yeah, so, yeah, he was failed at Bayern. And, you know, I was actually, Matt Doyle, the uh, MLS armchair, armchair analyst, uh, tweeted out an article, an English article, so uh, about how uh, his time at Bayern was a failed revolution. And I think that's what we're seeing. And people are like, oh, we just don't have the players. Well, I mean, you can make that argument. You really can't. But we do have the players. We have technical players that never get called into this team. Lee Wynn, Benny Fellhaber, wingers like Ethan Finley, Darlington Danby, Sebastian Lechet. Has there been a better winger in MLS this year than Sebastian Lechet? No. And if you think there is, it's Ethan Finley probably. But who do we call in? Graham Zuzzi. Who do we play at Will Zardes? Zardes is the second best winger on his team. And the other winger is an American. Uh, can you look up uh, Sebastian Lechet's stats this year versus Zardes? Um, and Zardes has played a little bit of striker uh, in the absence before Gio. Um, but it, it just, it really, it's, it's really, really frustrating when, when we, we need a technical player, a creative player, like a Lee Wynn or a Benny Failhaber or a Darlington Nagby. And... Uh, it's it's not it's not it's something that's needed. Like if if you had Bradley and Jones or Bradley and Beckerman, and then in between them a win or a Fellhaber, and then a striker and some wingers who can actually do something, not like Jermaine Jones who I love, but who's caught out of position half the time, who who runs out of bounds. And yeah, okay, so we're looking at it right here. Sebastian Lechet has what six goals and three assists? Seven goals. Seven goals. Seven goals in eighteen games. Seven then, goals in 18 games. And Zardes has three goals in 28. I mean, six goals in 28 games. Okay. So, Zardes has six goals in 28 games. Um, Le- yeah, Lechet has seven goals in 18 games. And Zardes has 41 shots. That's six goals in front of him. And I, I remember... Yes, that is a better percentage. And I remember last year, Zardes led... I mean, Zardes is a good player. He should be a part of this team. But, I mean, Lechet is just... And I think, I think also... If you bring in like these creative players, then you allow Zardes to play up top, which it seems like sometimes we need some space up top because, I mean, it, it just seemed like there was no real options for Clint Dempsey to lay off the ball too. I mean, I know some might argue that he was selfish in some of the runs that he made, but I feel like if you have Zardes in the center, and we saw Zardes score a goal against the Netherlands, if you play him up top, I think he might be able to do something. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think... And that was a poacher's goal that he scored against. Yeah, yeah. Well, playing like a 4-3-3 with two, like, an eight, a box-to-box midfielder like Bradley, and then a holding midfielder, but also more of a 10, like Wynn or Fellhaber, and then two true wingers, maybe. I mean, maybe we need players who track back defensively. Would you consider, like, Fabian Johnson a true winger? Yeah, I mean, that's where he plays. Yeah. I mean, that's where he plays for Motion Gladbach. I don't think we've seen him play fullback. From Oshagalabak since at least last year he hasn't played this year, so I I, I I really I don't know it has to change maybe that's the silver lining with this 
we're not going to rely on, on on these players anymore. This is probably it for Clint, or for like Chris Wondolowski. And if it's not, God help us all. But I, I just, you know, there are some five players were called in, I think, uh, and one of them was Lee Wynn um, for the Costa Rica friendly. Yeah. We have a friendly in two days. I mean, yeah, I don't. Even, it's hard to think about. It. I don't. Well, really we will talk about that in a bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think. Yes, I do think. What, what, what I was going to say is, you know, Klinsman never takes the blame. Can he just say it's my responsibility? It's on me? He's like, what were his quotes? Yes, the Gold Cup was a bad result, but it, the referee decision influenced it. Brad Guzan did something illegal. How can you fault the referee for calling that? Don't put yeah. yourself in that position. Yeah, Mexico-Panama, they screwed up. What other game did they screw up for the U.S.? None. So I, I don't really – how can you blame the referees in that situation? The only team who can blame the referees is Panama, who can truly blame the referee for absolutely, absolutely deciding the outcome of that match. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think there was a few bad calls. There was. There always is. Mexico and Jamaica, but Mexico would have won the game. Yeah, anyway, it, the final. probably. But I don't remember the U.S. being – Affected by affected by bad refereeing. One of the concrete things that I've seen in, in like our in the coaching history, like like there's there's not many things where you can say, oh yes, Jurgen has improved here. I mean, there, there's just not many. Well, you know, he's, ways he's, he's improved getting results against Mexico, which was what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, that's but true. this is that's clearly not the case. Well, and, 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 <laughs> in, in important games, at least. Well, I mean, well, I mean okay, we got to draw this, as this Teca. Yeah, we got to draw it as Teca. Uh, we won at home, and we went to Azteca and won for the first time in, in the history of the United yeah, States. Yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, no, what I was going to say is, people say, people claim that the best thing about Klinsman is that he's brought in youth. He's brought in players. Yes, he brought in Bobby Wood and DeAndre Yedlin. And, you know, he brought Julian Green to the World Cup. How many 32-year-olds played in their first World Cup for the U.S.? Kyle Beckerman, Jermaine Jones, Brad Davis, Chris Wondolowski. That's not, that's not, I mean, that's not youth. And Brad Davis and Chris Wondolowski had really no business being on that roster. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just, uh, we're not going to get into the Land Donovan thing. That was clearly the wrong choice. I, yeah. I don't care what you say. I mean, there's no way... One, Julian Green deserved to be there, or Brad Davis, or Chris Wondolowski. Uh, it's just, I, I, I think... I will give credit to Klinsman on Yedlin, because I don't think that Yedlin would have gone to, to England if it wasn't for no, you're right. giving the, him the confidence he, to be He brought John Brooks in. Yeah. Uh, but Brooks was playing well in Germany, and I think that's something people forget. Out of those three, Yedlin, Brooks, and Green... Brooks was probably the most worthy. And, you know, probably Yedlin. Uh, Yedlin, I think, was worthy. He's a starting right back. He, he was playing well for the Sounders. Um, but he's been tinkering for a year through a major competition at center back. Yes, we didn't have Brooks today because of injury. But what was our back line? The same back line as the World Cup. For most of the World Cup, in Belgium, Jeff Cameron played in midfield. Omar Gonzalez started that game. 
But in the first three games, I believe that was our starting back line. Yeah. Um. So did you find the chance creation yet? No, they don't have any. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Darlington Agby has created the most chances in the last few years. And he's eligible now. We need to bring him into this team. We need. I. I, I hope we win. Get to start on Tuesday. Yeah. And you know, one more thing, Freddie Adu. He's been tearing it up for Tampa Bay. <laughs> I mean, you think about really want him in there? No, I don't know. I don't know. But Freddie Adu, it, 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 think about it. Benny Fellhaber and Lee Wynn are having. Um, it's 32.35. A game. 2.35 chances a game. Fourth highest. Yeah. So fourth highest. Stanley Connecticut's fourth highest. In uh, But look at the minutes. I mean, he has way more minutes than those other players on that list. So, um, yeah, he has 400 minutes more than... But it's, it's Or 800. Better. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but, so, so yeah, Darlington Agby is at the top MLS. We need to bring him into this team. Um, no, but what I was saying about Freddie Adu is Lee Wynn... And Benny Fellhaber had their breakout seasons last year and this year, respectively, and they're 27 and 29. Freddie Dew's still only 25. So, you never know. I, th- I think it'd be great because, you know, uh, the Fox, Sport, uh, Fox Sports won a few days ago. Uh, the 2011 Gold Cup final was on, um, the one we lost. The best player on the field was not Michael Bradley, was not Clint Dempsey, was not Landon Donovan, was not Steve Trindolo, who's a legend, by the way. It was Freddie Dew. That was that was only four years ago. I mean, I know a lot can change, but uh, Erla has changed. You know, he hasn't done well at any of the clubs he's been at uh, up until this point. But you know, you never know. I, I mean, I guess this is a this is a tangent that I don't know how this came. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was just kind of making a joke. But um, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say like Lee Wynn had his breakout season in MLS. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, but you could, you could be MLS in two years. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, then we'll talk about that in two years. Yeah. But I think Lee Wynn needs to be a part of this team, and he should have been for a year. Yeah, definitely. We, he was never given a fair shot. Why doesn't this guy like creative players? How can we play a, how can we play a proactive style of soccer when yeah. we're playing Wando and Beckerman, who I love? But, I mean, Beckerman, I guess yeah, I understand because you have to have that six. No, I mean, I mean, even, I mean, even dropping Donovan—that's an example of losing so much creativity. That yeah, yeah, because Donovan can keep possession. Ah, uh-huh. that's not something Brad Davis and, does. And I feel like Donovan was one of those players whose runs on the wings are just not meaningless. They're never meaningless. No. It always feels like something's gonna happen. Do you remember that pass he had to Breck Shea against Costa Rica in the Gold Cup when he made that run after that Sean Johnson save in the group stage? Costa Rica. Yeah, in the group stage. No. And he and then he crossed no, it. No, he no. crossed it in on a hat on a volley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, who else in the pool last year could have done that? Probably yeah, Lee Wynn, as you said. Ethan maybe. Finley. Maybe. Well, last year I don't know. Ethan Finley's a stretch. But this year, last month, why wasn't why didn't Letjet get a call? And one thing that bothers me is Darlington Nagby has not been contacted by U.S. Soccer. How? How was he not contacted before he got his citizenship? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And this new guy that um, I'm sure some of you probably know who Rob Ustry is. Uh, he creates a lot of the videos for Every Touches. He, I think he, I, he's a writer for Stars and Stripes FC. 
Uh, he wrote an article about um, I forget his name. If you can if you can check it for me, this league on striker who's nineteen. He he has three goals in league on. He's American. He's six foot three. And no one at U.S. Soccer knew who he was. What 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 is going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Siabachel is his name. He's French American. He was born in DC. What club does he play for? Uh, what club does he play for again? Um, I believe it's Lens. Oh no, Stad. Oh okay, Stad Rem. Oh yeah. Okay. He scored against PS. He scored against PS. He scored against PSG this year. Isn't that already better than Josie? Isn't that already better than Josie? Yeah. Why isn't he on the U23? Why wasn't he with the U20s? Where? where is, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, U23s we haven't even talked about yet. I, yeah. I, we'll get there. I, I mean, I, I just feel like at this point, Josie is just coming back because he's Josie. I, I don't Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean no, no, no. Okay. I mean, he's definitely one, one of the better strikers in the pool, but I don't... Like I don't like it's not like Bobby Wood has shown poorly. I mean, in twenty fifteen, I, I think Josie. I think he showed flashes of okay mediocrity last night, but he just like, doesn't add anything, especially with Dempsey next to him. Oh no, he needs he, no movement. But, and to be fair to Josie, how many balls were actually played into him from the wings? Well, that's one of the reasons we need Lecce. Yeah, I mean, Lecce, Nagby, Finley, someone. I mean, I think Danny Williams should have come in. I mean, Jermaine Jones is not going to be. Running yeah, it down yeah, the no, exactly. it in. He was out of position so much, and that's why Beasley kind of looked bad, even though I thought he defended very well. Because Jermaine Jones was out of position so, 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 so much. And Klinsman, take the responsibility. This is on you. What were his three goals? Make the Confederations Cup. Win the Gold Cup. Qualify for the Olympics. Well, we already failed on two, and it looks like we're not going to qualify for the Olympics. It's, um, yeah, and D just pulled it up. In 33 games, uh, Ethan Finley has nine goals and 11 assists. And, you know, he, he sort of tapered off recently. He started off the season very, He's very well. He's with Kai Kamara. Yeah. And, and, but the, the kind of balls Finley plays or even Lechet plays, I, I haven't seen a player with the ball control that Lechet has since Donovan. In our pool. In our pool, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. No, man. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> send him to Bayern. Yes, yeah, uh, send him to Bayern. Maybe he can teach Julie Green a thing or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And, 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 and Jurgen Klinsmann is a deluded, self-absorbed, <laughs> and, and, like, at, at least in, 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 in the public eye. It, it, he does not take. He does not take responsibility, and he's deluded because he said we were closer to a third goal than Mexico was before Mexico scored. Well, how ridiculous! How ridiculous of a statement is that? It's pretty ridiculous. How? How, how are we? How? Well, that's, that's just not true. I mean, maybe after we had a couple of chances. Yeah, goal. we had one chance. Yeah. Oh, for that one chance, we were better. No. He said we outplayed Mexico in the first half. Are we serious? The thing that makes me mad is just that he, he made us believe that we could make a World Cup semifinal and that we were going to play, like, this whole new style of soccer. And, like, I literally remember thinking that we could, like, out, 
like outpossess teams that are better than Mexico and better than any team in CONCACAF. But, I mean, like, if, if you're going to play like this, then tell us you're going to play like this. Yeah, exactly. And people are saying, oh, better doesn't happen overnight. This team is worse! This team is worse than it was a year ago. It's worse than it was four years ago. And yeah, there's no world-class talent like Landon Donovan or Clint Dempsey at his prime. I don't care. That is Klinsman's job. And even as technical director, oh, Klinsman's a great technical director. Why are the U23s failing? Why did the U20 suck in qualifying? They were very good in the World Cup. Why did the U17 struggle to qualify? And they're coming, their World Cup's coming up next week, so... You know, I'm excited for that, and oh, I, I, I just, Klins, Klinsman, Klinsman apologists are the worst, because then they act like, oh, you MLS guys don't know anything. It's because of MLS. Really? Then why? How, uh, let's count the MLS players last night. Beasley. Beasler. Um, let's, let's move to midfield. Kyle Beckerman. Michael Bradley. Giassi Zardes. Jermaine Jones, Clint Dempsey, Josie Outdoor. How many is that? Eight. Eight of a starting lineup. Who came on? Brad Evans. And um, who are the other substitutes? Yedlin. Bobby Wood. And Yedlin doesn't play in MLS anymore. So nine of the 14 players are MLS players. And yeah, that's what, that's what the pool, you know, that's what, what, that's what he has. Um, but he, he, he relies on these players. It's... It, but, and, I mean, and, 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 but I mean, he didn't... He didn't want these players. Right, right, okay, but here's the problem. The animosity that he ha- he single-handedly has created with the help of Don Gar- Garber between MLS and U.S. soccer is ultimately unhealthy. Right. They need to work together. And even as a player, I'm sure that can make things uncomfortable between a you know a player playing in right. Europe and exactly. you playing with a player in MLS. Exactly. And, and it's just... Uh, Man, I, I mean, you you ought to feel like less respected almost if you're if you're playing under Clinton, which I mean I've never thought about that that much, but that's not good for the mentality of the team. No, it's not good for the mentality of the team. It's not at all, and it's just the real thing is. Oh, I'm a Klinsman apologist. We have no creative players. We do. They're in the pool. We all know this. We see it. It's just. Why aren't we using them? If you're going to experiment during the Gold Cup, experiment with attacking players too. And the September friendlies against Brazil. Don't play Alejandro Bedoya at defensive mid. Oh, yeah. Let Lee Wynn play. Yeah. Let Lee Wynn play. It just... just, I'm going to take Taylor Twelman's line again, just boggles my mind. I mean, it really does boggle one's mind. Unless you, unless you're a Euro snob who's like, well, Klinsman has won a World Cup, so therefore, he needs to educate us about soccer. No! (laughs) Why is Michael Jordan a terrible talent scout? It doesn't mean anything. It means absolutely nothing, except that he was a great player. Yeah. And he helped reform the German system, kind of. He did. He did. I'll give him that. 
But many people say Yogi Low was the tactical one there, who who did all the tactics. But I just feel like Sunil Gulati needs to just look at the situation right now. Don't look at what who what Jurgen's done in the past because that's just irrelevant. We're not changing. Yeah, I mean the big I thing is the contract. The big thing is the contract too. He's one of the highest paid managers in the world. So I did. And the, the fact that he can get away with saying with with all of his mistakes, with all of his just mind-boggling decisions by saying, I think American fans don't understand soccer, is absolutely ridiculous. Does Philip Lahm not understand soccer? Does does Bayern Munich's head not um, understand soccer? soccer? Yeah, and, okay, so, you know, we talked about this a while ago, and in, in this article about uh, the league on striker, uh, Jordan, um, Jordan Sia Bicho, uh, Rob Ustree poses the question. The big question is, why does it take uh, internet forums and Twitter to uncover players like this? And it's happened before. Yeah. It's, 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 oh man. It's infuriating. U.S. soccer, um, I don't know if you can find this stat, but there's something like seven scouts in U.S. soccer for, in all of U.S. soccer for the whole country. I mean, I mean, that's youth that's development. That's again on... That's youth but, but how has youth development changed? It's been five years. It's not like it's been zero years. Or it's been a year. Youth I mean, obviously, we have to wait 10 years, 15 years to see what happens. But a lot of it has to do with MLS academies. Not with Klinsman. Yeah. I mean, Yedlin was an example of... Klinsman told Yedlin to go to Spurs when he could have gone did. to Roma. Yeah, I know. He need a right back. Who well, he'll get? He'll get so much more time on the ball in Italy, but also develop the same amount of technical skills. Physicality is overrated in the in the in the international game. That's why England sucks. Yeah, I agree. And also, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is kind of a tangent, but. They're a Champions League team, so you're more inclined to play different players in the league games and in the cup yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to play better players. In the exactly. Games. And Spurs are a great club for development. I mean, they've proven that. Yeah. You know, they have players like Bentaleb and Ryan Mason who have just really, really done very well. And they really made Gareth Bale who he, who he is. But, I, I mean, the right, the right back situation, they have Kyle Locker. They have Kyle Locker and... and, and uh, uh, Man, I, I don't know. I, I just think I think uh, it's it's just infuriating that we know he's never going to be in the hot seat. We know. We know we're stuck with him. I mean, to, to root for Clinton being fired is just rooting for us not to make the World Cup pretty much at this point. Well, yeah, exactly. Obviously, I'd, I'd love to have us win and Clinton. Well, no, I mean, so basically what we should want is to have been blown out last night, like, 5 No, that's not... No. Please don't <laughs> no, do that. Because no, no, over, no, no, over no. this... That's like Everton fans saying... No, no, that's like time. Everton fans saying to other Everton fans who want to see a change with the board that we're rooting against the club. No, I will never root against the U.S. I'm not going to root against Klinsman. I want him to do well. He's our manager. But he hasn't done well. No, I know. I'm just saying I would have... Like putting out, like like losing three to two isn't gonna like do anything. At this point, there's no point in even wanting him to get fired because it's not gonna happen. No, that's depressing. it's gonna take disastrous results, and we don't want that to happen. Yeah. 
And Elena Donovan is right. Anywhere else in the world, Klinsman would have been fired. There is no question. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no question. Any questions? Terry Twomey? <laughs> God, I love Terry Twomey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, I'm starting to think that it wouldn't have made that much of a difference if we recorded last night, but... <laughs> I've kept myself pretty clean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else we need to talk about in this match? Well, The yeah. goals, the individual goals, no. we didn't really talk about them. Jeff Cameron, what a delivery by Bradley. Yeah. That was great. And then Bobby Woods' finish was great. And then the three Mexico goals. Hmm. They were on the ground. Well, yeah, I mean, on the ground. I mean, Paula Aguilar, wasn't that a volley? Yeah, it was a volley. But you yeah. know what I mean. Show, just show him why. And Beasley was... And I think the second goal was also a volley. Maybe. What was the second goal? It no, was no, no. Peralta, no, he made Guzan. Remember? That was an extra time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Never mind, never mind, never mind. The first goal, Chicharito finished with his, with his... It's one of those Chicharito finishes that looks like an amazing finish, but really he just scuffed it and got it in somehow. Are you sure? Are you sure there was no, a I'm technique not sure. in that scuffing? There could have been. <laughs> but, I mean, if he actually got a good connection on it, it would have hit Anyways, that easily. Speaking, speaking of Mexico, how do you think they'll fare in the Confederation's Cup? Because there's another side to this. Well, you know what? This, you know, like many have been saying, this is the golden generation for Mexico. They won... This team won the U-17 World Cup and the gold medal in the Olympics last time around. So they need to capitalize. And this is a depleted Mexico slide. No Gio Dos Santos, Carlos Vela didn't play. Um, who else was injured? Uh, Vasquez, their defensive midfielder. Um, so I mean, these guys didn't play. And still, they absolutely, utterly dominated us. A team that was supposed to be compact, who had no tactical awareness who had no shape, where there was 30 yards between Bradley and, and the strikers at, at times, when Beckerman was in front of Bradley at times, when Beasley was out of position multiple times, though I thought played well, when Fabian Johnson, I mean, Fabian Johnson couldn't finish the match. That's, and that's why um, he was going <laughs> to, Clinton was going to sell on Nick Romano for penalties. I mean, Romano, Romano's a very good penalty saver. I, I don't know. All right. So, okay, why, why, why don't we get to the Costa Rica match on Tuesday? I know it's... <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to be yeah. beating a dead horse. You, you want Lee winning. Yeah. Breck Shea at left back will be interesting. Yeah. Do, can, can, we, can we see Tim Howard? I mean, yeah, you, you get six subs, so I feel like we will see Tim Howard. I hope but, so. Yeah, I want to see Tim Howard. Or maybe even Bill Hamid. I don't mind seeing him. But I think Brad Guzan is the goalkeeper going forward. And, uh, yeah, Lee Wynn, I'd like to see just a different style of soccer. I, I don't really care. I, I just want to see something new. Yeah. Something that something to get my hopes up. Something that I can look forward to in this dark, dark weekend in U.S. soccer. Dark, like, six months. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around that we were, we were in a fourth place. We lost the third place game yeah. even after we lost the semifinal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. All right. No, you, you should get it. Klinsman is a terrible technical <laughs> I, I get it. I don't get... I feel like we have more talent than finishing fourth in the, in the biggest CONCACAF tournament there is. We also have the talent to beat a U23 Honduras team. I know. It, it's on Klinsman for the most part. It is on Klinsman. I... There's no question. Even if the players aren't there, he's the head coach. It's a results-driven business. Unless you're Jurgen Klinsman. 
I, I think one of the difficult things we, we often like to compare ourselves and what we want to be is like some top European nation, but but those people have a more consistent with international breaks and everything. Like sometimes we have to use an MLS roster. Yeah. Sometimes we have well, to use no, European roster. It's difficult. It's a difficult situation. Uh, so yeah. Well, okay. Here's and even even if you're like the manager of Germany, you have like several players playing on the same club. Well, so I mean, right, right. It, it's it's different. There's also a bigger problem. Sunil Gulati has been unchallenged to, as a president for, since 2006. I mean, this is what happens when one guy has unilateral power. It doesn't matter if 90% of American fans want Jürgen Klinsmann fired. He has unilateral power, and he's not going to fire him. It's as simple as that. Um, and, you know, it, it's just something you have to deal with. Hopefully he gets better. Hopefully I'm wrong. Let's look at this ASN poll. Yeah, 44% – oh, should Sunil Galati fire Jürgen Klinsmann? 44% said absolutely – Thirty-four percent fired both of them. <laughs> so seventy-eight percent out of six hundred people. And then out of those twenty-two percent who said no way, probably twenty-one percent of them no way he won a World Cup and he's German. That's just my opinion. Okay, here's here's stat geek. Our, our own stat geek pulled up this tweet by Matthew Doyle. Um, someone asked him, "Have the rest of Concacaf caught up to U.S. fitness levels, or has U.S. fitness taken a step back under J.K.?" Which is Jürgen Klinsmann, if you can understand that. And um, Matthew Doyle said, fitness has taken a step backwards, overtrained and undercoached. Eggs bleeping exactly. I mean, it is ridiculous. They are overtrained. Yeah. The fatigue shows. How many people have pulled hamstrings this year, or in the last year? And at big competitions like the World Cup. Yeah. I mean, it's... We have this Copa America Centenario to look forward to. Other than that, you know, we might not get any other high competition until the World Cup. Probably no Olympics. Which may mean more experimentation, which you were telling me yesterday. Like, that's Harry one. shit! That's another dude! He's been killing it for a year! What does he need to do? You move to Europe? Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe go to Bundesliga 2. Or, or, yeah, I mean. <laughs> or maybe play in the Bundesliga 4 3. <sighs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Andrew Wooten can't see to get, I mean, he's coming in on Tuesday, but he didn't really get a shot either until recently. And he hasn't really gotten a shot yet. He did, did he play in September? He might have come on late. Yeah. But, you know, we got Bobby Wood. I mean, if you, if, do you think if Josie Altador was like... I mean, I guess you have to take into account his record at Azad and everything. But, but if he was just playing in MLS and never moved from Europe, do you think he would be rated as highly by Klinsman? Uh... Well, I don't know if he'd be the same player. Right, I'm I just saying he was this talented, and all you knew was that he's playing for Toronto FC no. right now. Nah, maybe. I mean, it's not like he hasn't scored goals this year. No, I know. I mean, what other U.S. striker in MLS has produced like that? Striker. No one. Can you think of any? Who are the best strikers? Kai Kamara, he plays for Sierra Leone. Obafemi Martins, he's Nigerian. Yeah. I mean, Dempsey, he's there. Jovinko, Keane. Where are the Americans? Dom Dwyer, I guess. He's American. Or he will be. Yeah. Bradley Wright Phillips, English. Kyle Laren, Canadian. A freaking Canadian. <laughs> I mean, come on! What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To be fair, Junior Hoylet is. Junior Hoylet's good. He would get into it's the U.S. better team. than 
most of our winners, aside from Legend. Well, where are our championship players? That's true. God darn it. Josh Gatt. Josh Gatt. Well, I mean, he had an injury setback recently. Yeah, he had to true. get surgery again. And he, I, I mean, he was great. But... But how many senior men's national team appearances did he have? I think, like, one or two. He played against Russia. I remember that game very well, because I was in Turkey. And I started screaming in the hotel when Mixed Screen scored a tying goal. And... The chaperone was like, oh, did the U.S. win? And I was like, no, we tied. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why don't we move on to the, uh, the U.S. U23 Olympic qualifying game? We have to. Uh, we can just run through it really quickly. <laughs> so we lost to Honduras 2-0. We just didn't look as good as Honduras, in my opinion. The Honduran coach and Andy Herzog got kicked out of this game. It was a very trippy game. 2-0. Will Trapp wasn't very good. He w- he's been good at... All tournament, but he wasn't very good in this match. Would Julian Green have made a difference? Maybe. I don't know. But in this in this tournament, Jerome Kessebetter and Jordan Morris is the real deal. Go to the pros, kid, please. And just go to Europe. Wait, what? Um, Like, junior, senior, do you know? He's a sophomore. Oh, oh no, I think he's a junior now. Okay. He's a junior now. So he's 20 years old. Can you can you confirm that, D? Yeah. Um, and Joe Kessevetter of Stuttgart, he was very impressive. And Luis Gill was actually really good, too. So I, I think Luis Gill should leave Real Salt Lake. It's not the best situation for him. Um, he's 20. He's 20. Is he a junior? Oh, uh, yeah, he's a junior. He's a junior. Okay, so I'm, I'm hoping after this college season, after winter, he signs with the professional team. Yeah, he's, he's going to be good. He needs to take the next step. But we still lost to Honduras. 2-0. Jordan Morris's goal to make it 2-1 around the 80th minute was called wrongly called offside. But still, I mean, Honduras was the better team. They outplayed the U.S. And it's, it's just, oh, what a surprise. Matt Polster was playing out of position. Interesting. Players playing out of position? That's not, that's not something we see with Jurgen Klinsmann. You know, when, when you have a coach that preaches continuity, consistency, and you want players to be comfortable, comfortable how can you make him play a completely different position? I, I t- we talked about this a few shows ago. Jeff Cameron was right back for Stoke City for 100 appearances. And he, uh, and he played center back for the U.S. The second he play- starts playing center back in September, he's deployed at right back. I mean, he obviously played center back last night, but... Yeah. It's just... Uh, well, in terms of Fabian Johnson, didn't he put Fabian Johnson at... Uh, outside midfield before he went to Bristol, which is Lavlock? Fabian Johnson started out as an outside midfielder. Oh, okay. But he played fullback a lot for, uh, what do you mean, Hoffenheim? Yeah. That, wow, he played for Hoffenheim? Yes. Was there not a club in between? It was Hoffenheim and then Bristol, which is Lavlock. Hoffenheim like, got really Yeah, it seems like forever ago. But are they back really up now? No, they're not back up. Okay. Danny Williams played for Hoffenheim, too. Danny Williams needs to move to the Premier League. He's too good for the championship. What's going on with Terrence Boyd? Redding has it. He's still injured. Huh. He's still recovering. I forgot about him. That's yeah. a good shot. But hopefully some of these young players like Josh Perez and maybe even Kristen Pulisic. He'll be 21 next yeah. come if he can break into Borussia Dortmund's first team. You never know. Injuries. Yeah. I mean, Zalalam was injured, so... I mean, we made a defensive change and brought on for Ty Alashe, a defensive midfielder, instead of Zalalam. Apparently, Zalalam was working with a knock, but... When you're, when you're down 2 nothing, why the heck are you bringing on a defensive midfielder? Boggles the mind, man. Boggles the mind. 
All right. Ready to wrap things up? Yeah. But before we do, remember to check out AmbitiousStrike.com to get a sweet shirt. Use the co- promo code BROTHERS at checkout to get, a 15%, to get 15% off your entire purchase. Um, I mean, they're really great. They're really great people. Um, uh, and I think we're, we're actually we're going to have uh, their founder on um, at some point in the future. For, for the amount of time, uh, I mean, for the amount of time they've been started up, They've made significant progress and yeah. a lot of growth. And, and, and they just it's, and it's really a testament to how great their product is and how passionate they are about their product. They take this very, very seriously. Um, and we're just very, very privileged to be able to partner with them. So go check them out. Ambitious, spelled A-M-B-I-T-I-O-U-S, ambitious, and strike, S-T-R-Y-K, dot com. Go check them out. Remember to use the promo code BROTHERS at checkout. We have an email for this podcast, soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter at soccerbrospod. My brother's Twitter is at bigtimebrownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Sol. Make sure to rate on, if you're on iTunes or comment if you're on SoundCloud. We appreciate any support we can get. Yeah, please give us some feedback. Um, you know, we really, really appreciate it. Good or bad, you know, we always are looking to improve. Um, so. Or, you know, yeah. When it comes to emailing, feel free to challenge us. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, definitely. If you disagree with us. Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I say some things that I think a lot of people would disagree with. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you say things that you disagree with, like, the next day. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. But, I mean... Fair yeah. enough. Well, I don't know. I, I'm just such a schizophrenic U.S. fan. Or, like, bipolar U.S. fan. I, I don't know. Like, when, 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 you're, when Jürgen... When we go down 2-1, I'm swearing at Jürgen. <laughs> when we score, I'm celebrating with him, obviously. But like, you yeah. Know. But, I, but I mean, it's not well, like you were saying, you know "Oh, Jurgen." Winning heals everything. That's you know, everyone. Klinsman was kind of on the hot seat in, in World Cup qualifying, and then we had one of the best years in the, or the best year in the history of U.S. soccer in 2013. So, yeah, oh, that was amazing. Year. Yeah, I know. Can, Just seems amazing. Go watch that highlight video on U.S. Soccer's channel. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. Go watch our highlights. U.S. Soccer Blog, oh, our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, don't look at that. Um, it's a great video. No, what, what video? Okay. Oh, oh our highlight video. Our highlight yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't look at the, okay, fine. Look at that video, don't look at the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Thank you, guys. See you guys later. Are you going to say bye, Gnesh? Yeah, see you guys. <laughs> our social media internet, everybody.